0: Uh, We begin in the name of Jesus, who saves us and who comforts us. Well, what do you know? Ah, What do you know? What do you know? You see, that question, depending upon how it's asked, can have several different contexts, and of course it can have a variety of different answers, And I think it's the question that was running in the background, so to speak. It was the backdrop behind the passage that Philip just read for us this morning. You see, this is a letter from Paul and Timothy and Silas, three colleagues, three missionaries, partners in ministry, if you will, who were writing this letter back to the church of the believers in Thessalonica. And they were answering that question, what do you know? I'm not sure if the people in Thessalonica had actually gotten word to Paul and Timothy and Silas about their actual question, or if Paul and Timothy and Silas anticipated that this question might be circulating, but nonetheless, here is what I think the question is that's running in the background. Paul and Timothy and Silas, what do you guys know about Jesus' second coming? You taught us a great deal about his recent life and death and his resurrection, and we put our faith in that and we believe it to be true, but some of our family and friends, Paul and Timothy and Silas, some of our family and friends have died in that faith, and Jesus hasn't come back. You see, the people in Thessalonica were disturbed and discomforted by all of this, and they were asking Paul and Timothy and Silas, what do you know about this? And Paul and Timothy and Silas are more than happy to answer that question, but before we get to the answer, we have to get a little bit of background about this world of Thessalonica. It was another one of those busy cities because it was a city of trade and city of commerce, and so people of all varieties from all corners of the known world came to and through Thessalonica along the way, so it was a diverse place. And along the way, these people, they talked about and they left behind their ideas about life their philosophies and their thoughts, and so all of this was permeating and circulating through. Now, some of the people who brought those ideas and thoughts, they were very genuine and sincere. They were trying to help out others as they lived their day-to-day life, and of course, Paul was one of those people. He had gone to Thessalonica, and he had shared the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection and what it meant for the people of Thessalonica But there were other people who came through Thessalonica, and they were more like charlatans. They were just people who enjoyed speaking, and they enjoyed having the attention and the fame and the wealth that it brought them, and they were just fueling all of that uncertainty that the Christians in Thessalonica had. And you might notice that the world of Thessalonica isn't all that different than our world, is it? Our world too is filled with ideas and thoughts and philosophies and people from all corners of the world are bringing these ideas and thoughts and philosophies to us and we're at a university and so we're pretty good at taking care of those ideas and somewhat embracing them or at least considering them and thinking about them and working with them and wrestling with all of those ideas and maybe they don't disturb us quite as much as they did in, in the days of Thessalonica but nonetheless they're circulating in our world and sometimes we're actually not so good at dealing with all of those kinds of things sometimes we just get a little too eager to share our own ideas because we want people to know what we know and we want to bring a little of that attention to ourselves we all do that sometimes and sometimes we actually think we know everything we need to know we don't want to be confronted by any new ideas these things happen in the classrooms, they happen in the dorms, they happen in the offices, they happen in the boardrooms. These kinds of things go on, unfortunately, in our world. More often they would like, maybe not all the time, but too often. And, and when that happens, we're just contributing to the chaos and the uncertainty of the world. So maybe we should listen to what Paul and Timothy and Silas have to say about all this. And the first thing we notice is they, they come right out of the box and say, We don't want you to remain in ignorance, and that's what the word ignorance means, to not know. We don't want you to not know about these things, in particular about the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We don't want you to remain in that. It wouldn't be good for you. It would bring you grief, it says. So Paul and Timothy and Silas say, we want you to know And then the second thing we realize is that they they then say, so here's what we believe in Jesus Christ. And in our ears, we we tend to think, wait a minute, you were talking about knowing and now you're talking about believing. What's up with that? And Paul and Timothy and Silas would say, exactly. Because to believe in Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection and what that did for you, to believe that is to know the truth. You see, belief and knowledge are almost synonymous in the words of God. Remember, Paul wrote a letter to Timothy at one point, and he said, Timothy, God the Father wants everybody to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ so that they might be saved. And thousands of years before that, even Job, by the power of the Holy Spirit, stood up and said, I know that my Redeemer lives, so to know is to believe, and to believe is to know. So what can we know then as Christians living in a chaotic world? What can we know? What do Paul and Timothy and Silas believe, and what do they want us to know? Well, if we are alive when Jesus comes back, We're going to see some amazing things, Paul says in Timothy and Silas. We're going to see Jesus Christ return in all of his glory. And this is an amazing thing, right? This is an event that the world has never witnessed before. The God of the universe coming down with angels and trumpets and fanfare. We're going to know and we're going to see that if we're alive when Jesus returns. But more importantly, we're going to witness that those friends and family members who have died in the faith we're going to witness them and their resurrection, and we can know that that's going to be a phenomenal and fantastic thing to know as well. Now, if we happen to be someone who dies before all of that happens, there's still some things that we can know in all of this. We can know that in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and in our faith in that, we can know that God is holding us. He is carrying us. Through these chaotic days, these days of grief and sadness and confusion, God is carrying us through all of that, and we can know that with certainty. And more importantly, we can know that God will carry us not just through that chaos, but through our own death, too. And he will carry us through death, even into our own resurrection. And so this is what we can know about Jesus and his first coming and his second coming. As I was thinking about this, I came across this statue of an eagle that I have. We're the Concordia University eagles, after all. And Concordia University gave me this statue as a gift a few years ago. And it's a beautiful statue of an eagle. I don't know if you can... It's kind of dark up here. I don't know if you can see it. But this eagle is in that, that sort of classic eagle pose. The talons are out. It's ready to grab something and hold on to something and, and catch something. And this is just a beautiful sight. And it reminds us of what Jesus has for us. You see, in that life and that death and resurrection, God now has us, like that eagle intends to have something. When an eagle grabs something in those talons, it doesn't let go, and God doesn't let go of us either, not in this chaotic world, not even in our own death. But when an eagle catches something, it intends to kill it and to eat it. But when God captures us, he intends to give us life and to comfort us and to feed us. He intends to give us that life now and into eternity. And so Paul and Timothy and Silas, they end their words by saying, Comfort each other with these things that you can know. Speak to each other about the life and death and and resurrection of Jesus Christ and tell each other what that means for you in this chaotic world because there, and truthfully only there, you will find the comfort that you seek. So speak to one another those words of comfort. And I'm going to add one more thing to that. Paul and Timothy and Silas don't say it here, but the Bible says it in other places too. I want to encourage you to not only speak those words of comfort to one another, but to speak those words of comfort to people in that chaotic world who don't yet know Jesus Christ and his life and his death and his resurrection and what that means Speak to, those, to them those words of comfort so that they too can know and they too can share in this comfort and this joy that we have. May it always be so. In the name of Jesus. Amen.